And welcome into 444.com's The Most Accurate Podcast. My name is Anthony Stolzer, joined as always by John Paulson. What's up, JP? Not much. How are you doing? Good. Got uh, some fan, fun, fun Christmas family stuff planned for the rest of the day today. So I uh, got Christmas pictures with Santa already, and nice. that was relatively smooth. My daughter Madeline handled it well than my, better than my son Killian, but uh, all good. Yeah, all good. We're ready to do the pod here. Before we get into that pod, why don't you tell us about the music that brought us in? Yeah, since it's we're ending the decade, I don't know if you know that, we're heading into a new decade, uh, December 31st, 2019, <laughs> this is the last day of the decade, and so I've been looking back at some of the music from earlier in the decade, and I was looking at my 2010, Best of 2010 playlist, and I forgot about the song, Oh Lord, by Foxy Shazam, uh, they are a band out of Cincinnati, it's a seventh track off of their self-titled, I believe it was their debut, um, and I went to look at our most accurate podcast playlist to see if I had already featured it on the pod, and I hadn't. So I hope everybody enjoys it. Anybody that's a fan of Queen should check out this album. There's a, a bunch of good songs on this uh, on this album. So "Oh Lord" by Foxy Shazam. All right, good stuff. As you remember, last week we said if you just left us a review on our iTunes podcast, we would randomly select. Somebody to win a sweet, I believe the copy read, sweet 4 for 4 t-shirt. So that's what we've done. We've picked a winner. That winner rated, rated and reviewed our podcast. And congratulations to user BudLee533. They were picked at random. If that's your username, please email support at 444.com. Support at 444.com. Let them know that you won on the Most Accurate Podcast, and they'll sort sort through uh, with your free T-shirt, so uh, John, good stuff. Appreciate Bud Lee five three three on the review, and anybody else that left the review as well. Yes, thanks to everybody who left reviews and entered the contest. All right, today we're going to discuss the latest news and injuries. Recap the Ravens Jets Thursday night football game, which was otherwise known as the Lamar Jackson Show, and then we'll discuss a few of John's sneaky starts for week week fifteen. But first, a word from our sponsors. Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site, brings the heat once again with a $500,000 rake-free contest. It's called the Hooter Main Event, and it's the largest in rake-free contest of its kind that you're going to find for Week 15. Remember, only at Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com with promo code 4 for 4 the number 4, F-O-R, number 4, and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership. Let's go through the injuries and the news for Week 15. And, John, there's a slew of injuries that we have to get through. So let's start off with Jameis Winston. He resumed throwing a football on Friday. He's dealing with a thumb injury that he suffered in last week's game. He couldn't grip the football for a while, but Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Buccaneers, confirmed that Jameis Winston will start Week 15 against the Lions. I know eventually we'll talk about Mike Evans. What do you think about Jameis Winston? He's got a nice matchup, but do you trust that he's going to be healthy to put up enough fantasy numbers for fantasy playoffs well i think there's definitely concern that you know maybe he bangs it on a helmet or bangs it elsewhere lands on it funny and um, has to sit out or come out of the game completely or maybe just sit out a series but uh, the matchup is so good against detroit uh it's in the dome so weather's not going to be an issue he's without mike evans but you know he has a still has chris godwin and oj howard and um justin watson and brashad perryman and uh, scotty miller's back so Plenty of weapons to throw to against the defense that's 29th and adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterback. So I have him at six right now. This is a weird week, a little bit 
with the uh, quarterback rankings, you have a few guys who I feel really strongly about, uh, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, and then at five, Russell Wilson, who has not been play- playing very well. I've got him there. And you've got a bunch of guys that are kind of about the same to me, all the way, you know, Winston, Tannehill, Prescott, Garoppolo, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Jerry Goff. Um, they're basically all on a tier together in terms of how I, strongly I feel about them. And I think Winston, given the matchup and in, indoors uh, and how well he played, I mean, how much he produced in terms of fantasy last year he had, or last week, he had 40, 40 plus for me in, in our league, um, carrying me to the semifinal over Lamar Jackson uh, quarterback team. Wow, nice. I might add. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to start him in that league. I picked up Mitch Trubisky just in case he couldn't play, but I'm not going to need to use him, I don't think. So uh, I would expect Winston to be out there. Running back James Conner of the Steelers practiced in full on Wednesday. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury. Where do you have James Conner in your rankings? Uh, for a while there, Buffalo was a run funnel defense, but their run defense has been a little bit better lately. And um, so I, I'm kind of viewing Connor as a lower end RB2, uh, especially with Jalen Samuels looking like he's going to play. He had been sitting out, I think, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, but uh, or Wednesday he sat out. I think he came back yesterday. Uh, so it looks like he's going to play. He was full yesterday. So, you know, he's going to gobble up four or five catches probably. So Connor's touches, you know, aren't going to probably be in that 20 plus range it's a must win game for the Steelers though so they're gonna do everything they can to win um so I you know I'm looking at him in that you know 18 to 25 range uh, right now I have him at 25 and a half PPR but he's probably gonna move up a, a few spots from there let's talk about Derrick Henry now Titans running back he didn't practice again on Friday however both he and Mike Vrabel have already stated that he will face the Texans no issues firing up Derrick Henry right if he's if he's active, you got to log him in as your you RB1. Do. You have to start him. He's playing so well. The, the, the Texans' defense is just getting gashed, both in the passing game and in the running game, which is where Henry obviously shines. He tends to do a lot better at, towards the end of the season, so this is definitely a spot for him to uh, score another touchdown or two and go over 100 yards. So I don't see you know a way really to bench him or justify benching him. Um, they're – there is a slight concern that he could tweak the hamstring or pull it worse, but um, you know he's been playing with it for the last few weeks, so I don't think the, the injury is that bad. Raiders rookie running back Josh Jacobs missed last week's game, but apparently he looked great at practice, according to Raiders offensive coordinator Greg Olson following report on Thursday. He was officially limited, John, but looks like he will play against Jacksonville, which is a great matchup if you look at the way the Jaguars' defense has been shredded over the past month. Yeah, they're getting killed in the running game. I mean, I think they're giving <laughs> up over six yards per carry uh, over the last month to, to running back. So this is a great spot for Jacobs. The, the question you have is about the shoulder, and the, you know, for, for a little bit there, it looked like they might shut him down. They have a 1% chance of making the playoffs, apparently. Um, so, you know, this is a, you know, you go in with a shoulder injury and you fall on it wrong or you get hit wrong and you might only play a quarter of the game. So that's, that's a risky run with starting Jacobs this week. On the other hand, it's a total smash spot for him. If they end up giving him 20 carries, uh, he's always performed better in games that they've won, uh, games that they have led in. And I think this is going to be one of those situations. So I'm, I'm looking at him as a, a solid, uh, RB two, uh, if he's, if, if the 
information here today that comes out indicates that he's definitely going to play, then I'm going to be moving him up into the teens. Running back Damian Williams, the Chiefs back, was limited again on Thursday, but he did resume practicing this week. What's your gut feel about Damian Williams as the Chiefs get ready to host the Broncos on Sunday? Yeah, the Broncos are um, third in adjusted fantasy points allowed uh, to running backs. Uh, they're in just raw fantasy points allowed to running backs. They're more in the middle of the pack, or 20 points per game and half PPR. Uh, so it's not really a great matchup, but this is the Chiefs offense and usually is humming. Uh, it hasn't been humming lately. The, they haven't gotten much out of the running game uh, the last couple of weeks with, with uh, Damian Williams out. So I think if he is active and playing, that he's going to see the lion's share of these touches. I don't think that they're going to force feed LaShawn McCoy or Spencer Ware or uh, Darwin Thompson uh, if they have uh, Damian available because he did play pretty well in the two previous weeks uh, before his injury. So um, I, I'm less I've, – I've seen some, oh, my God, if, you know, good luck sorting this out. If I, I really think it's more of a if Damian Williams plays, he's going to see – he's probably going to see 12 to 15 touches and lead this backfield. John and I are going over injury situations for week 15. Let's transition to some wide receivers, including Packers – Top wideout, Devontae Adams, he's still dealing with the toe injury. He was downgraded to limited in Thursday's practice. What's your concern level here? Well, I want to see what he does today. Uh, there's no update yet uh, that I can find for today. Uh, this might just be a situation where they decided to give him half the practice off, uh, or maybe he felt something and it didn't feel great, so he wanted to, to step out of practice. Um, if he's a, did not practice today, then I would be concerned. If he's limited today, then I probably would feel fine about him playing. And if he's full today, then there's no problem. Meanwhile, DJ Shark is officially out against the Raiders. He won't play. He was likely doubtful, trending doubtful all week. John, any thoughts on D.D. Westbrook, Chris Conley, or Keelan Cole for Gardner Minshew's primary targets? Yeah, they all get a bump. Shark uh, you know, was gobbling up a lot of air yards, a lot of targets in that offense. The the Raiders just got shredded by A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill last week. Um, so this is a fantastic matchup for Gardner Minshew and this passing attack. So uh, I'm looking at Westbrook as a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. I think Conley's like a upside wide receiver three, more of the big play guy. And Cole's like a, a good dart throw at this point because he's probably going to play 78% of the snaps as the third receiver now, you know, jumping up from playing time that was, you know, very, very part-time with, uh, with Chark in there. Mike Evans is out for the remainder of the season. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Chris Godwin, despite the fact that he drew a lot of coverage from the Colts once Mike Evans went out, still produced a 7 of 9, so seven, 7 catches, 9 targets for 91 yards in that victory over Indianapolis. What's the other impact here? What about Brashad Bremen? He caught a touchdown last week. What's your thoughts on the rest of Tampa Bay's wide receiver core now that Mike Evans is out? I think Godwin's fine unless they decide to put Slay on the, in the slot. I don't think he covers the slot too much in terms of shadow, so uh, Godwin should be okay. And they've got Scott Miller back, so he's probably going to play outside with Perriman on the outside. Uh, Miller had been playing ahead of Justin Watson all season, uh, had been kind of splitting time there with Perryman um, for a stretch there before he injured his hamstring, and it appears that he's going to be back. Um, so I think Watson ends up being the odd man out, though he may ro rotate. Since he played well last week, he may rotate with Miller and Perryman, uh, with Godwin in there playing you know, 95% of the snaps or more. All right. Will Fuller did practice on Thursday. He said he's feeling good. Looked like he was going to 
play last week in week 14. Uh, he, one, first question, do you feel like he will play? And two, is he a decent wide receiver three if he does face Tennessee? Uh, I think if he's active and, you know, they say he's feeling good and he's a full go, then he's his huge upside um, in this game against the, the Titans who are down their cornerbacks. Um, he's obviously a huge big play guy for them, uh, has had some monster games even this season. Um I just I'm always skeptical about guys coming back from soft tissue injuries after you know a couple of weeks off. They usually stay out. They don't they don't usually come back. So we have to I have to get um, you know more information, uh, an indication that he's going to play. The nice thing is that they play at one o'clock, um, so it's an early kickoff. We should know Sunday morning whether or not he's going to be active. And if he's if he's out, then you have more Kiki QT and and Kenny Stills, who has you know been quiet surprisingly quiet with Fuller inactive. It was QT last week that had the pretty good PPR game. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins also takes a hit when uh, when Fuller is back, even though he sees a little bit less attention. He also sees uh, fewer targets as well. T.Y. Hilton did return to practice in a limited version on Thursday. The Colts take on the Saints on Monday night. So this is a tricky situation for anybody wanting to get Hilton back into the lineup. Uh, but with Zach Pascal really the only other option for the Colts right now with Paris Campbell done for the season. Is it worth a, a roll of the dice with T.Y. Hilton, given that the Colts are probably going to trail in New Orleans on Monday? Yeah, I probably would have him ranked as a low-end wide receiver three, wide receiver four type, because uh, you know last time he tried to play through the calf injury, he played very limited snaps and didn't do a whole lot. Uh, he's also likely to draw Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore's shadow coverage if he is active. I think that's the receiver that they'd be most concerned about, even though he has a calf injury. Um, so it's just not a good matchup. And, you know, maybe he's out there more as a decoy in order to free up Zach Pascal or um, uh, Marvin. Or who's the other who's the other receiver there that had a pretty good game? I'm blanking on Marcus Johnson. I said, I was going to say Marvin, Marvin Johnson. I knew that was wrong. Uh, but Marcus Johnson, Zach Pascal, um, you know, trying to open up uh, opportunities for them uh, with Hilton more as a decoy. So I wouldn't feel comfortable starting Hilton, although he's, you know, playing in a dome and, and which should be a pass heavy game script. And it's certainly possible that he could catch a long ball or two. All right. Alshon Jeffrey was placed on injured reserve. He's dealing with a Liz Frank injury, needs surgery on it. Not a great injury for any wide receiver, um, and really any player. I mean, foot, foot injuries tend to be sneaky bad. But as we talk about the, the fantasy football aspect of it, anybody else in that Philly wide receiver core that you like? Nelson Aguilar, um, you know, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Greg Ward, a former quarterback in college. Any, anything there is more about the tight ends? Well, I, I think if Aguilar were healthy, he'd be a sneaky start. I don't think he – he didn't practice yesterday, and I don't think he – He, re- he remained sidelined today, Friday. Okay, so I would expect him to sit out. Um, so you're looking at starters, Arcega Whiteside, Greg Ward, who actually drew some you know more targets than Whiteside did, I think, uh, in the last game from, from Carson Wentz. So it's really a downgrade to me to Carson Wentz. I wouldn't feel great about starting him against a fairly stingy uh, Redskins defense. That's part of it. Uh, but the people that I would like to start, obviously, Zach Ertz, huge number of targets in this offense without Alshon Jeffrey or Aguilar um, active. And then Dallas Goddard is is still a low-end tight end one, probably going to run a lot of 12 personnel and 
two tight ends on the field at the same time. And you might even see um, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott on the field at the same time to try to cover up for some of these uh, wide receiver injuries because they don't think they have confidence really in either of these guys. Devontae Parker, wide receiver for the Dolphins, questionable officially with a concussion. Looks like he could play, though, in Week 15. So a nice matchup, but how trustworthy is Devontae Parker? It's a big deal for for this whole offense if Parker doesn't play. I think it just moved. You know, I, I've been kind of assuming this season or this week that Parker was going to sit, and so I moved Fitzpatrick down because I'm just looking at his receivers: Alan Hearns, Isaiah Ford, Albert Wilson also has a concussion. So you're looking at Matt Collins, uh, Trevor Davis, <laughs> receiver. So and Hearns is banged up as well. He might not play. So uh, if Parker does play, then you can bump Fitzpatrick up a bit. Uh, you know, you're with the concussion. Once you clear it, you're. I mean, it's not like it's a knee injury or a hamstring injury where you're likely to re-aggravate it uh, unless he takes another big, big hit. So um, if if Parker is playing, I'm going to have him ranked as a wide receiver too. Uh, I think Patrick Laird's a good play. I'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, if Parker sits, then I think actually Isaiah Ford is probably the best play since he's the healthiest between him. And Alan Hearns. Juju Smith-Schuster isn't sure when he'll return from his knee injury. Doesn't look good. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that Smith-Schuster is not expected to play, in fact, against the Bills. Do you like anybody in that Pittsburgh wide receiver core, specifically James Washington or Deontay Johnson? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who Tredavious White is going to shadow if he shadows anyone. He typically... Um, plays on the left side of the defense, so he would be typically matched up with um, James Washington, although Washington plays about the same amount of snaps on the right and the left. Uh, Deontay Johnson has played most of his snaps, or I would say 49, a plurality of his snaps, 49%, uh, on the left-hand uh, left hand side of the offense, so he'd be matched up with Levi Wallace, and that's the better matchup. And, and Johnson's coming off of the better game last week against Arizona. I think, generally speaking, these two are pretty close in the rankings, just from a target share standpoint and talent standpoint. Um, but if they just if uh, the the cornerbacks there for Buffalo play their sides, and these receivers uh, typically play on the sides that they typically play on, then um, Johnson's going to see more uh, of the better matchup with Wallace than uh, Washington's going to see with Wallace. So he's going to end up being on White, and that's going to be a problem for for Washington. Adam Thielen's dealing with a hamstring injury, as we know, but he wasn't listed on the Vikings' final injury report. Where do you have him in your rankings as Minnesota gets ready to take on the uh, L.A. Chargers? This is an interesting situation as well because Casey Hayward typically will shadow the, you know, the opponent's best receiver, uh, and we don't know how they uh, view Stefan Diggs versus Adam Thielen right now. I would think as a um, defensive coordinator that I would worry less about uh, Thielen and more about Diggs since Thielen's coming off of the injury, uh, re-injured it uh, recently, and know seems kind of iffy and but looks like he's getting close to full health with this uh, injury report designation or the the lack of one um so it really is is about who hayward ends up um shadowing um so i personally don't like starting guys the first week back from a long stretch um but i know a lot of owners out there have feeling and are wondering if they should start him and i you know he does have wide receiver one type upside if he's is truly uh, fully healthy. Um, I'm looking at him as more of a risky, uh, 
risk reward type wide receiver three uh, this week, just given the way his season has gone. And, and Diggs, Diggs is more entrenched right now as the wide receiver one. Jared Cook, as we transition to talk about the tight ends, he was limited in Thursday's practice, but Saints play on Monday night football. So what's your advice to Jared Cook owners? You know, he's been um, really good with uh, Drew Brees under center. Um, I'm looking for my tweet right now that I sent out. Um, his uh, receiving lines with Drew Brees this this uh, year. In week one, that was his first game of the team, uh, two for 37 on three targets. Then in week 10, after Brees came back from his injury and, and Cook came back from his injury, uh, six for 74 on 10 targets. Week 11, two for 33 and a touchdown on two targets. Uh, week 12, six for 99 and a touchdown on eight targets. Week 13, three for 85 on six targets. And then week 14, uh, two for 64 and two touchdowns on two targets. He only played eight snaps against the 49ers, but was clearly a big part of their game plan in, in, in terms of what they wanted to do to attack that 49ers defense. Um, so if he's cleared to play um, against the Colts, I think he's a strong start. He's averaging 65 yards, uh, 0.67 touchdowns per game. Um, with Breeze, and uh, his worst game came in, in week one, and since then it's been pretty much tight in one numbers. Evan Ingram is once again ruled out. He's going to miss the game against the Dolphins. It'll be his fifth straight missed game. Rhett Ellison also dealing with a concussion. He's going to miss the game. That means rookie Caden Smith will have a great matchup against Miami. But what do you do? What do you do with Smith? Is is he a streaming option? Do you want to save the conversation maybe for a sneaky start? What's your thoughts? Well, uh, you know, prior to Eli taking over at quarterback, Caden had back-to-back games of uh, six targets and eight targets against the the Bears and the the Packers, catching 11 passes for 87 yards and a touchdown. Um, He's playing almost every snap of the game. And then last week against Philly, he only had five targets. He had two catches for nine yards, and we don't really know if that's because of the quarterback situation. He just doesn't... uh, work as well um, with Eli Manning as he does with uh, Daniel Jones, or if it just happened to be uh, how that game worked out, because he did see five targets. Um, so it's a pretty significant role for him. I think this this news about Ingram is more important for the rest of the offense, whether it be uh, Eli Manning, who's not maybe not as big of a sneaky start, uh, even in a great matchup. He's, he's got three pretty good receiving threats at receiver uh, without Ingram, so he's still a pretty good play, I think. Um but maybe not as great as he would be with Ingram on, on the field. And then Ingram's absence, I think, boosts uh, Darius Slayton, uh, Sterling Shepard, and Golden Tate because there's you know, probably going to be an extra three or four targets that would otherwise go to the tight end that are going to go to the receivers. So I think they're all playable as uh, wide receiver twos, threes, or fours. All right, final injury note here. Greg Olson is dealing with a concussion. He's out for Week 15 against the Seahawks. Practiced on a limited basis this week. Panthers ruled him out. Looks like, you know, obviously he won't play. Ian Thomas caught a touchdown last week. Do you like Ian Thomas again? Yeah, 5 for 57 and a touchdown and 10 targets last week. Uh, In the eight games uh, without Greg Olson, this goes back to last year where Thomas was a rookie. He's averaging 4.1 catches for 41 yards, .38 touchdowns on 6.4 targets per game. And Seattle is 25th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. So this is uh, he's he's a fringe uh, tight end one. He's a great streaming op- option this week. 
All right, before we get into Thursday night football and some sneaky starts from John, I want to mention that Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site in the business, brings the heat once again with a $500,000 guaranteed rake-free contest. It's called the, Ma- the Hooter Main Event with its $70,000 first place payout. This is the largest and only rake-free contest running anywhere for Week 15 in the NFL. That's right, Fantasy Draft is the only daily fantasy site where you can play contests with no management fees taken out of the prize pools 100% of the time not just for limited-time promotional contests. Listen, as other fantasy sites continue to raise rake, prize pools are being squeezed, making it harder for harder, harder and harder for players like yourself to win, whether you call it rake, commission, or management fee. The days of paying 10 12 or even 16% of your entry fees to fantasy companies are over. No longer will you lose 30% of your bankroll to the house. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com today with promo code 444, and you'll receive a seven-day free trial on your first $1,000 of rake-free entry fees. That's FantasyDraft.com, promo code 444. That's the number four, F-O-R, number four. Don't miss your shot at millions of dollars in rake-free contests this season. Start by playing Fantasy Draft today. Your bankroll is certainly going to love it. Let's talk about Thursday night football. Your observations from the Ravens side of things, John. Yeah, I saw a few people, not many, uh, but a few talking on Twitter about possibly benching Lamar Jackson since he had the quad injury. I think he was listed as questionable. They were worried that he would get benched early in the game because the Ravens would jump out to a lead. Um, I hope most of those people came to their senses. I told one of them that if they... Uh, are thinking about benching Lamar Jackson and they don't deserve Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> I think that's but people fair. really, yeah, they really read into everything and they start uh, uh, mind effing everything once they have to <laughs> make their starts in uh, the playoffs. Uh, they read into every little thing and, and maybe overreact to it. And that's just, it's, I mean, I mean, it's hindsight now, um, but you absolutely start Jackson. Um, it, and he obviously was, was fantastic. Uh, if they jump, if they jump out to a big enough lead where he's getting benched, then he's got three or four touchdowns probably, and uh, has already posted a, a QB one type game. So it, that's just um, uh, nonsensical, I guess to me is, is the word for it. But uh, the other issue was Mark Andrews. I had him at ten. Um, the reports from pregame warmup were that he uh, was moving around well. Uh, same concerns people had. They were going to shut him down. And I, and I said on Twitter that if he had um, was getting benched in the second half, it was probably because they were up by a lot. They had four or five touchdowns, and he probably will, will get one. And he ended up with uh, seven targets leading the team, uh, four for four for 52 and a touchdown. Um, Marquise Brown had a pretty good game. And he had been pretty quiet lately, but four for 45 and a touchdown, four targets for him. Ingram obviously had a big game. Um, and that was a little bit surprising because the Jets – do have a really good rush defense. It just didn't seem like it mattered against the Ravens. Ingram ended up with 5.8 yards per carry. Gus Edwards, 7 yards per carry. Uh, I think the threat of Jackson as a running quarterback obviously opens up some running lanes there, uh, even against the best rush defenses. So um, shouldn't have faded Ingram at all um, in a game where he's a home favorite uh, and a big home favorite at that. Uh, so, yeah, that pretty much sums up the, the Ravens. They just look like they're on a – on a march to the to the Super Bowl, we'll see if they're able to get through the playoffs and everything. But they just seem like the most complete team right now, and they're going to end up with home field advantage. I think. Yeah, they're they're on another another level. That's for sure. Uh, flipping gears, we'll talk about the 
or switching gears. I think we switch. I think you switch gears. Yeah, we switch them. Yeah, yeah. switch gears in, uh, to the Jets. Sam Darnold completed 18 of 32 passes for 218 yards. Did have two touchdowns, but also had an interception, and you know he largely struggled. Le'Veon Bell coming off the flu bowl, bowling gate. He had a uh, 80, he had 87 yards on 20 21 carries. Jamison Crowder caught six of eleven targets for ninety yards and two touchdowns, so he was kind of the big winner last night. Any any takeaways from the yeah. Jets side of things? Yeah, looking at this as a ranker, you know, Crowder versus Anderson. I had Anderson higher, but not a whole lot higher. Uh, I think I had Anderson in the mid thirties and Crowder, in the, you know, at forty two. I think in half PPR, it, Anderson just been so hot. So you're wondering if that continues. Um, and then Crowder has been pretty bad. Uh, but Crowder did have the best matchup in that uh, secondary and was taking advantage. And it looked like the, the Jets were looking to attack uh, the slot and use Crowder for that purpose. And um, he ended up with a better, much better game in terms of fantasy, you know, 90 to 66 in yardage. Anderson made that great uh, fingertip catch, which set up uh, the touchdown. And then I think he got the two-point conversion. So he ended up with a decent day. Um I had him on the bench in a couple of leagues because of uh, my other options, but um, this is sort of what uh, I was expecting from him in terms of fantasy points. So uh, low end, a wide receiver three type day as opposed to the you know wide receiver two, wide receiver one type days we've been seeing from him lately. Um, Bell, I had to start him in a league and Scott Fishbowl, uh, but 21 carries, 87 yards, decent day in terms of scoring for that league and you get points per carrier half a point per carry or something so uh, he ended up with a pretty good pretty good day but you know i don't think owners are too crazy about his 88 total yards and, and two catches I, I just don't get why they don't use him more as a receiver especially in this situation where the you know the cornerbacks are so good uh for the uh for the ravens all right before we sign off let's talk a little sneaky starts now for week 15 starting off with a couple quarterbacks that you like john who do you like yeah um this is a, a good week, I think, to, to plug uh, Baker Mayfield in if you have sort of a weird, you know, pairing. I mean, I'm looking at Mayfield and, and uh, Jared Goff in one league, and right now I'm leaning towards towards Mayfield due to the matchup uh, in the Dome, uh, which is nice. Of course, Goff is in the Dome as well, but the matchup is so much better for um, for Mayfield. He had the 32nd adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks uh, are the Cardinals. Uh, he wasn't very good against the Bengals last week, uh, possible bounce-back situation. Um, they have given up 424 yards. The Car- they, the Cardinals, have been given up, have given up 424 and two to Jared Goff, 424 to four and four to Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yes, 424 yards to two different quarterbacks in the last four games. So, uh, really good, you know, really good matchup for Mayfield, and he does have weapons there. I mean, Joku's back, uh, Odell Beckham, even though he's a little dinged up. Is still a good player. Uh, Jarvis Landry's playing really well. Uh, Kareem Hunt can catch the ball. Nick Chubb can catch the ball. So this should be, you know, a lot of plays in this game, a lot of scoring in this game, and Mayfield should capitalize. And the other guy who actually picked up in our league uh, as a backup plan for Jameis Winston is Mitch Trubisky. Um, he has had three touchdowns in back-to-back weeks, so that's that's good for him. They've um, dialed up some runs for him as well. Uh, he was running the ball a lot against the Cowboys uh, last Thursday, uh, and that raises his floor if they're going to continue to do that. The Packers tend to forget about running quarterbacks, so that's a good sign <laughs> for him there. Uh, and then the, the Packer defense has been kind of Jekyll and Hyde, so you might get them on a 
on a week where they're terrible. Uh, you might, you know, it might, I think, I think Trubisky really has a wide range of outcomes this weekend. I think he can, you know, throw for three or four touchdowns and 300 yards against the Packers, or he could be miserable if they, if the Packers are figure out a game plan that confuses him and um, causes him uh, trouble. I mean, I'm just looking at his recent games against the Packers. He's scored 8.2 fantasy points earlier this year. Uh, in 2018, he scored 19 and 14. And then in 2017, week 10, he scored 15.9. So it's been sort of mediocre performance with that, with that pretty good game, with that 19-point game. Um, but he did have a rushing touchdown against them in their first game on, in 2018 as well. So um, he does have a pretty high floor in this one, especially if the, the Packer offense can get going against the, the Bears defense, which the Bears defense is just not what it was last year. Um, so if the Packers are able to put some points up right away, and this is not a low-scoring affair, then I think Trubisky has some upside. Running backs, two running backs that you like. Um, yeah, uh, Patrick Laird, I think a lot of people are becoming aware of him and um, you know the, work that, the workload that he's seeing in that offense there uh, in Miami. He has 25 carries for 53 yards uh, over the last two weeks, which is not good. Um, but he's startable. He's startable because he can catch the ball. He's got eight for eight catches for 81 yards in the last two weeks. He scored a rushing touchdown and had a two-point conversion after that. And the Giants have yielded uh, nine catches per game to opposing running backs in the last three weeks. So there's, you know, a good chance that he could see five or six catches in this game, uh, especially with the, the Dolphins so banged up at receiver. Uh, the other player I wanted to mention was Boston Scott. Uh, I'm, I'm looks like I'm about eight to ten spots high on him relative to my peers. Uh, ranking peers. Uh, I just don't think that they're going to go away from him uh, after he was so productive uh, alongside um, Miles Sanders, who left the game for a little bit because of dehydration. I think they, I think the Eagles, Doug Peterson, want to do a committee there. They've always wanted to do a committee. Uh, Miles Sanders has been carrying the load because Jordan Howard's been out. They tried to you know, work Jay Ajayi in, but he was totally ineffective. And then Scott came in uh, against the Giants and kind of tore it up. And I think that they would like to split this backfield somewhat, maybe 60-40, 55-45. And I think Scott, in a pretty good matchup against the Redskins, 22nd adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. Uh, Aaron Jones just went nuts against him, against them last week. Uh, I think he's a, a good RB3 flex play this week against uh, against Washington. You just mentioned Mitchell Trubisky as one of your sneaky starts from a quarterback standpoint. You also like one of his targets this week. Yeah, Anthony Miller... I feel like is flying under the radar as well. I feel like I'm eight to ten spots high on him as well. He's a solid RB, or wide receiver three in my opinion. The Packers are 19th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Um, he might see Jair Alexander, and that could be a problem. But he plays a lot in the slot. Miller does. So he, you know, Tremont Williams is 36 years old. He's been playing well this year, but I think Miller is um, doing even better, in la- especially the last few weeks. He has uh, consecutive receiving lines of 6 for 54, 6 for 77, 9 for 140 against the uh, Lions. I think that was on Thanksgiving. 3 for 42 and a touchdown uh, on Thursday against the, the Cowboys. Um, he's the number 18 receiver in that, fancy receiver in that span. Uh, Taylor Gabriel remains out, and that's why Miller's um, targets have uh, increased so much. I think you're, you're looking at his game log 11 9 13 and 4 for for in terms of targets over the last four weeks so um you know this is a game that the packers should win have a lead 
uh, Miller and the Bears or Bears uh, should throw the ball a little bit more than they need to or would like to, and Miller should be able to benefit and take advantage of the secondary. What other wide receiver do you like this week? Uh, Danny Amendola, I think, for the Lions uh, with Marvin Jones ruled out. They're, they're just running out of bodies there. The Bucks are 32nd in just the fantasy points allowed uh, to wide receivers. So I have Kenny Galladay in my top 10. Um, but I think Danny Amendola, you know, he's not going to set the world on fire. You know, he typically is a sub 80 uh, yard guy, sub 70 yard guy. Over the last um, six weeks, he's been a sub 50 uh, yard guy. But. <laughs> Should catch a lot of passes in PPR formats. He's, you know, should be able to get to six, seven catches given the state of this offense. Uh, he did have eight for 105 against Minnesota and eight for 95 against the Giants in, in week one against the Cardinals. He had seven for 104 and a touchdown and 13 targets. So I just, you know, he was involved in the last couple of weeks with eight targets apiece against the Bears and the Vikings. Um, but the matchup's getting a lot easier than it was against the Vikings and the Bears. So. With the, with the Bucks coming to town. I mean, the Vikings aren't great at getting the secondary either, but um, with the Bucks coming to town, I think um, his outlook is pretty good, especially in PPR formats. Before we wrap it up with some streaming defenses, which three tight ends do you like this week? Yeah, people are you know scrambling at the tight end position. I, I think with Mike Evans out, O.J. Howard is really intriguing. The, the, the Lions are 26 in adjusted fantasy points allowed. Um. To tight ends, he's had six and five targets the last two weeks. He's playing uh, 82% or more of the snaps over the last two weeks, nine catches, 134 yards over the last two weeks. So um, his just usage has gone up, and we know he's a good player. Uh, we just don't – he has just hasn't been involved. And when you take a player of Mike, uh, Mike Evans' caliber out of the offense and he's getting his usual nine to 12 targets – those have to be dispersed, and I think you know Howard is a shoe-in for five or six targets and may have more against the, the Lions since they're not very good at covering tight ends. Uh, David Njoku, uh, it's basically, I guess they call it a, uh, a flowchart start because he's, you know, not, he hasn't, he's his second game back from his injury. He had three targets last week. He only played 38% of the snaps, so you know, you're hoping that he plays twice as many snaps against the Cardinals this week. Uh, the reason you might start him is he's talented and athletic, um, but he's facing the, the Cardinals, who are 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. They've been terrible against the tight end position all year. Pretty much every tight end has produced against them. Um, so Njoku has a chance to to have a good game uh, in the Dome against uh, against the Cardinals. And the last guy I want to mention, who I, who I seem to be five or six or seven spots high on, is Nick O'Leary for the Jaguars. He's quietly um, posting some good PPR lines, four for 30 and a touchdown um, it's his third straight game with at least four targets, and then you have DJ Chark um, being ruled out of this game. Now you have uh, a hole there in terms of the passing game and uh, who's going to step up and uh, see some more targets and, and make some more plays. And I think uh, looking at the, the Raiders on the matchup, they gave up three for 29 and a touchdown to Johnny Smith, uh, five for 90 to Travis Kelsey, and three for 13 and a touchdown to Ryan Griffin. So they're 30th in just a fancy points allowed to uh, to running backs. I'm sorry, to tight ends. All right, finally, John, which streaming defenses do you like? And this is pivotal for a lot of people that are playing in their uh, playoff games this week. Yeah, not me. I'm starting the Patriots, but uh, if you didn't <laughs> draft them, um, Kevin Zatluko has a streaming defenses article which on um, 4 for 4, which is great. Um, he's, he's picked uh, the Chiefs against Denver at home against Denver. I think that's a good pick. Seattle at Carolina I think has some upside. 
um, on that one. And then Tampa Bay at Detroit, I think, is a pretty good play, too, against uh, the rookie quarterback. So I would add um, the Packers uh, against the against the Bears. Mitch Trubisky can, can melt down at times. Like, now this could go either way, this game. Um, and then the other play, the other play I kind of like is the Giants at home against Miami and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has a tendency to throw uh, interceptions in bunches once he falls behind. And I think this could be a, a pretty fun game with with a lot of turnovers and, and, and maybe even some defensive score. All right, that'll do it for John Paulson, who you can follow on Twitter at four for four underscore John. You can follow me as well at Anthony Stalter. Again, congratulations to our winner of the free T-shirt, Bud Lee five three three. Just email support at 444.com to pick up that free T-shirt. For John Paulson, I'm Anthony Stolzer. Good luck this weekend if you're playing in any fantasy playoff leagues, which I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you probably are. So, again, good luck to you, and we'll see you next time on 444.com. It's the most accurate podcast. Keep on keeping on.